You people are at the position of attention. Ought to have you all shot. We salute the rank, not the man. We're running Curry. You're already dead. I'm proud to have served with each and every one of you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our almost side show. Here we are, deep diving Band of Brothers. We are on to episode three, looking at Karen Tan. I am your host, Terry Plucknett. Joining me is Mr. Adam Daly. How is it going, Adam? It's going great, episode three. This this is where it gets really exciting for me. So so we've been we've talked about we've talked about two episodes so far. Um, which, which was your favorite of the first two episodes, episode one or episode two, which did you like more? I think after we were originally, it was the second episode was the one I liked the most, but after talking about it, I think I appreciate the first episode more. So I will, oh, interesting. I will say that. Yeah. I think I getting your perspective and your thoughts on the first episode kind of pushed it. They're the same rating for me about the same, but I, I'm going to like the first episode a little bit more. I think there's a little bit more to discover and unpack in that first one. It's true. It, it's one that um, is really fun to go back and watch after you're done, and and you've been through the whole experience with some of these characters. To then go back and see them in episode one is a real is really cool because you you have that backstory already built in, and you can understand a little bit more about who's who. Yeah, agreed. Definitely agree. All right. Well, let's talk about episode three. That's what we're here to talk about, and this one. Like I said, is the episode entitled Karen Tan as we see Easy Company move uh, up from Normandy. This was mentioned in episode one that their main focus of, of the invasion of Normandy was going to be to take the city of Carentan, which was uh, the city up a little ways up the river that was going to unite. Utah and Omaha beaches, which were separated by by this river down the middle. And this is the only way that they were going to be able to unite and join forces moving forward. This the city had to be taken. Now, uh, like I said, as we go through each episode, it seems like we focus on somebody different every time. And this episode, the focus of this episode is definitely Private Bly who is played by looking for his name here, looking for his name, Mark Warren. Hmm. Uh, He's someone who we really haven't seen up to this point. Um, You know, he's a part of easy company, you know, uh, so he's been through it all. He's, he hasn't really been in the focus of anything so far. Um, And so you, you get the feeling he's just kind of a background character up until this point. And then all of a sudden, he is the main character. He is the main character of this episode. As you follow him through uh, what happened after the jump, and uh, all the way through um, through the Battle of Carentan. Yeah. And so what happens to him, we find out, is he lands and doesn't find anybody. And he's kind of left all on his own until somebody finds him. And he's just kind of 
content staying on his own until he's found and joins up with the group. Um, and then they just, they need to go and they need to, uh, they need to attack, uh, uh, attack Carrington. Um, Blythe might be one of the worst soldiers of all time. Uh, that, yep. That's kind of my take on it. He, he's kind of horrible. Um, he goes, red shirt in Star Trek, stormtrooper, Blythe. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Because as soon as he sees action, he, he gets he gets hysterical blindness and you can't and uh, and he can't see anything and he's just completely petrified by fear even to the point that once he jumped on D-Day he just stayed in a ditch and fell asleep he doesn't want to be a part of this uh, and uh, gets in the middle of stuff and can't do anything about it yeah so I, I find that that that's kind of fascinating it's also interesting to look at as it, as the, the story is advancing you see characters like Percante who have uh, started collecting souvenirs. Um, who He's got like the entire arm full of wristwatches he's collected off of German soldiers. And just yeah. how they're, they're already realizing, or they're already like dehumanizing the enemy to the point that they're stealing off these dead bodies. And it's like, this is war. This is what you do. It's just kind of a fascinating, a fascinating thing that, uh, that you see there. Um, they were only a couple days in at this point too. I think it was like, right. But, yeah. A couple days after D-Day, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that's kind okay. of that. It's a really quick turnaround. How quick they're uh, to just dehuman, dehuman, uh, humanize these people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they go and they have to attack Carantan, uh, and and it's it's a tough battle. I think again we've talked a lot about Winters. Winters is is the the character of the whole show, um, and and they end up in these trenches because they're, they have to go down the main road. There's one road to get into Carantan and they have to go down it and the Germans know it and they're protecting that road. Well, and they start going and the shots are firing. And here he is standing in the middle of the road, like pulling guys out of the ditch to push them along and get them into the city and get them on the offensive. One, one of my favorites is um, you have uh Luz and, someone else i don't remember who the other one is with him who didn't stop end up behind one of the buildings and they just go where did everybody go i have no idea because <laughs> they're the only ones that made it uh yeah. you i you get to see some really interesting characters um shine for the first time uh that you don't quite know about yet i'm telling you you adam you don't know much about yet but uh, Shifty Powers, you get to see for the first time. He's he's the sharpshooter that was able to take out a guy in in a window, um, and uh, and he becomes a, a major player, kind of moving forward. Mm-hmm. You also see uh, the first appearance of Doc Rowe, the the medic who uh, who Winters goes and sees, and who's the one that's treating Blythe. Um, he he has some some bigger moments later on as well. He's kind of Easy Company's medic. Um, but you have you have some brutal some brutal moments in this one, yeah. uh, and one of the one of the most um, one of the craziest uh, moments is I think it's Private Tipper, who is the one that runs into the house right as it explodes, and and you see the and it's just this this just heartbreaking moment where he comes back out and and the sound is even showing you that he's shell shocked. And and you see it's uh, Liebgott that he runs into in the street, and he just starts talking to him, and and then eventually you see the camera pan around and you see what kind of shape he's in, 
you see Liebgott realize that he's that he's a walking dead at that point. Yeah. And he ju- he just kind of takes him in his arms and comforts him in, in that last moment there. Tell shows you just the the brutality of this war um in that moment. Yeah. Um you see you see Winters get hit in like the one moment uh, this was fascinating it's like the one moment he relaxes the whole time and he's kind of thinking thinking kind of high and mighty of himself as a as you know, one of the commanding officers is asking him for advice in that in that little moment there. Is it safe to cross? Say, like, oh, hey, he just asked me if uh, if it, how this is going, and uh, and then he gets hit yeah. <laughs> by like a ricochet bullet in the ankle. Um, yeah. Lipton gets hit. Donnie Wahlberg gets hit. Uh, he uh, he takes some shrapnel to the face. He gets hit in the groin. That's another great moment. Don't worry. All the parts. All the parts are there. (laughs) Everything's where it's supposed to be. Everything's where it's supposed to be. (sighs) (laughs) Uh, And you see, uh, and and then another crazy moment is you see the priest out giving last Mm. rites in the middle of the battle to these fallen soldiers in the middle of the street. It's just crazy. Um, And so, so they take the town. You've taken Carantan, and now they have to defend it. And they're they're marching out. And uh, and they're marching through. And I love the moment where Percante is, is like, OK, why are we always at the front and exposed? What We have all these different companies. Why are we always the why are we ever in the middle? And uh, and the reason is because they're the best. And that, that, that's why. But it, it's just funny that Easy Company is always right in the middle of everything. Um, and an explosion happens like see what i mean <laughs> exactly exactly um you mentioned one of your favorite characters from episode two is lieutenant spears yep. and we get a little bit more from spears in this yes, episode we do. yes we do um first you see you see him uh or you see some of the soldiers talking about the legend of lieutenant spears and and it's and how the the mythology around him is building of oh did you hear what he did with these soldiers and even like Malarkey who witnessed what happened with the with the German soldiers and the cigarettes in episode two is kind of reluctant to to even talk about it yeah. like oh it, it was five no I heard it was like twenty soldiers and they were all armed and all this stuff and 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 he left one to tell everyone what happened or something like that yeah. and um and talk about how he single handedly took the last gun on D Day and and all these things and then and then one of the best moments he shows up and he goes, anybody want a cigarette? <laughs> totally knowing the stories around him, totally just playing into it because that's, so good. that's what kind of SOB he is. Uh, yeah. But he's just, he's just so awesome in that moment. So they move outside of Carantan. They're, they're the ones that have to have to like protect the outskirts. So the Germans can't come in. They dig their foxholes. And this is when, once again, we get a moment where Blythe has, has just this, this, realization moment and he has it with spears as uh as he's trying to figure out kind of what's what's going on he goes and and he tells spears if there's one person you're going to tell that you are not or that you don't feel up to the task you don't tell spears i mean he the the other story that they were telling is how someone showed up drunk for his duty and he like shot him uh, and he was a member of his own platoon so you don't tell spears about what's going on and but he tells him you know i i was just so i was so scared i just kind of stayed put and and he says he says i was just scared and and spears says we're all scared 
and the, the 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 problem is you still have hope yeah you just well, need to come to the realization that you're already dead smart and when you cut and, and i know i know it, and it's just it's just this and you you see into who spears is at that point Spears can act the way he is and be who he is because, and as far as he's concerned, he ha- his future is over. He has nothing else. So why not just do it all out? Because you're not gonna, it's not gonna help at all. And and it goes into what some of the comments that were made by the by the veterans at the beginning of this episode are the the comments of either I was going to die on the first day or I was gonna make it through. That's mm-hmm. kind of the mentality I had. Either I, it was going to be like quick and like right away I was going to go or I was going to make it. And and you kind of had to have that mentality. At some point you start thinking, okay, I might make it through this. How, you know, I got to start protecting myself here. And, um, and but oh, how do you balance that with, with the push to actually, to actually uh, fight through this whole thing? So yeah. Blythe finally finds his courage. He fires. He shoots the one the one German soldier that had the Edelweiss, and he uh, and and he takes it, which I think is like the the worst moment of of like, you know, oh look at me, I'm worth it now. No, he he like climbed a mountain to get that little flower, and and you yeah. you fired one shot the entire battle, and just happened to hit this guy. You do not equate, but uh, anyways. I'm I'm not a Blythe fan, and and this, this is a fine episode. This is some somewhere in the middle to back half for me, simply because Blythe is just horrible. Yeah, yeah he's a he is a downer character for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, especially it's a shocking moment that you can kind of see coming from a mile away uh, at the end of the right. yeah. Uh, but I, I kind of enjoy this, that the Battle of Karatan is uh, pretty fascinating. I think the uh, I had some little nitpicks about how they shot the action in the, the previous scene um, episode, uh, Day of Days. But uh, this one, I think the action was a lot more focused. Uh, still had mm-hmm. moments where it jumped back and forth a little bit, and you can't lost focus on where people were. But I think it was a lot uh, shot a little better, and I could grasp exactly where everybody was at a little bit better. Uh, definitely the action was a lot, was amazing in this episode for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Blythe for me definitely is the, the LVP probably the show so far. <laughs> yeah. He is just, I get what his character, uh, what, what the point of his character was, but being basically shot such so abruptly after having, you know, like, his heroic moments like he volunteered when no one else wanted to volunteer at the very end and he's like i'll, I'll go and then all of a sudden he looks mm-hmm. back like oh darn i think you got shot and that that moment i love the moment in that in that last part with uh with uh nixon and welsh too as as he's like we we need someone to go check out that building i hate asking for volunteers yeah. then pick someone <laughs> <laughs> pick someone he's like all right who wants to go yeah, he's a pick two people. He's like, you just volunteered <laughs> to go with Blythe. Yeah. All right. Well, I would say that there is someone else that that kind of rivals Blythe as LVP of this episode, okay. and it is Private Smith, who accidentally bayonets his own foxhole mate, Homer Simpson. Dope. 
I mean, yeah. how how horrible of a of a soldier. I thought he was a kraut. I mean, <laughs> it was. I mean, he was saying your name. Talbert. Yeah, he's saying your name, and and he's not obviously not attacking you. So obviously he's not he's not German, and uh, and yeah. Yeah, wow. it, it's uh, yeah, just just horrible. However, I will say, if if that moment led to the the uh, the poem given by Gordon at the end, the the uh, Night of the Bayonet, uh, that that's that's such a great poem, and yeah, and it's such a cool moment of of how <laughs> how Gordon has three purple hearts so far because of three separate minor injuries he's gotten. And Talbert doesn't get one because he hasn't even, uh, or he had, he was not injured by the enemy. Uh, yeah. and they, he's <laughs> able to give one, give one to him. I thought that was, that was great. Um, yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. I was trying to wonder why, like, why did he get th- has three of those things? But then I, was, I looked at, it, I was like, Oh yeah, duh. He got three different injuries and yeah, it just makes sense. And so that was a little cool little running gag there too. I was like, that's, that's kind of, little levity of the episode too. So I thought that was pretty funny. The- yeah. And, and, and this is like, this is the first time in a while, like maybe in the whole, ep- the whole show so far at the end, they, they, fin- they, they defeat Karen Tan. They defend it the next day. Um, when the tanks come rolling in, which is a great moment. And you see those tanks come in. Everyone, every other company has fallen back. Easy company is still on the front line. They're holding, Pat and then the tanks can't come in and, and finish it for him. Uh, but you have this uh, this moment where you see the soldiers get to relax at the end of this for just a little bit. Just a little um, bit yeah. You, yeah, you you see uh, you see Malarkey and Moore get to uh, get go on their little joyride in the motorcycle and almost get hit. Um, you you see uh, you see the the um, the the just them around the the tables during the night of the bayonet telling uh yeah. at, as they're uh they just get to let their hair down a little bit and relax uh and because they're pulled off the front line for a little while they think for good um which was it was it this episode or was it yeah, yeah. it was this give me three days of harsh hard fighting and you will be relieved i love george was <laughs> <laughs> and what was what's the other one Oh, oh, oh! Remember, remember, kids. Flies spread disease, so keep yours closed. <laughs> that's 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 good. We need to add that to one of the almost sideways uh, little openings. Snippets. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, but you get to see you get to see them relax for a little bit, and then uh, Lipton just gets to be the the bearer of bad news as as he he just kind of is in that role of being the one that has to communicate those moments where they're going back, back to the front at the, at the end of this episode. Yeah. Bummer for my, be my favorite character of the episode too. is, is Donnie Wahlberg's Lipton. Yeah. He, he, uh, he really comes through a lot in this episode for sure. Yeah. That's why I was just like, yeah, I knew exactly who my favorite character of this episode was. It's, it's pretty obvious. It's Lipton for me. Cause I can't, I'm not going to put uh winters again, uh, but Lipton <laughs> for me, uh, uh, is I've liked Donnie Wahlberg in the whole show. I hadn't had any complaints with his character. I liked him. He's, he's there, but when he he definitely shows up in this one, he tries to get his he tries to save the people. He's the first one to recognize that something bad is about to go down. Get these. We need to get out of here real fast. And the little levity about 
Oh crap! Did I just get reorganized downstairs? <laughs> oh thank God! The relief on his face. He's like, I don't care if I am wounded. I at least I'm okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and then lift. Yeah, you can see like he's having a great time at the, at the little party at the end, and just has like his completely shattered. He's like, oh damn it! I think I'll let my men down. Uh, like let the men down carefully. So yeah, Lipton for me is uh, my favorite character of the episode. Yeah, uh, we talked about in the last episode that that Winters is is really emerges as that natural leader, and it's in this episode that you really start to see Lipton be a part of that nat- natural leadership group as well, and and his just natural leadership abilities start to play out, which makes him really the perfect one to be to be the one that speaks for for the group there. I mean, he's he's not an officer; he he's just. He's just one of the sergeants, and he's able to uh, to speak into uh, into what's happening there and really lead the men, even though he's not he's not one of the officers. Yeah. Um, let's. I I would say, um, my favorite character in this one might be Malarkey, um, and he has he goes on the joyride in the in the motorcycle. But the other thing that I I love about him is. Um, we, we talked about on the last episode how how poignant the endings are to these episodes and how they're just kind of perfect. And I think the ending to this episode is another great example of that. And it and it is it, it's all malarkey as he goes to uh, to the, the woman doing the laundry mm, and, oh and yeah. gets his and and, and gathers up his laundry and, and he doesn't know how much to pay. So he just kind of holds his holds his hand out and she takes the coins and uh, and she just starts saying, "Oh, some of your some of your uh, fellow soldiers haven't picked up their laundry yet. Would you mind getting theirs?" And she lists off a list of names, um, like Lieutenant Meehan. He hasn't picked up his laundry yet, and, and and just that moment of realization that, you know what? I'll I'll get it. I'll get it for him. Um, and because he knows he's he's gone. And he and he's picking up all and that goes through a list. Of, I wrote down the names, uh, and there's two, four, six, eight, ten names that she reads off. Of here are your friends that are a part of your group that haven't that are gone. And as as he's hearing it hearing it read off, um, and yeah, Mian's the first one. The next one is Evans, who was the Simon Pegg character from the first one. That's why I haven't seen him since. He was on the plane with Mian because he was Mian's assistant. Um, ah. So when when Mian's plane went down, uh, Simon Pegg's character went down with it, and you saw that just for a split second. I forget if it was the end of episode one or the beginning of episode two. You saw that Simon Pegg was right next to Mian in one of the uh, in one of the planes because he was he was just the assistant to the commanding officer that whole time. Yeah. Uh, but they're reading through all these other names, and then the last one that she reads is Blythe because he has that moment at the end where they're, they're scouting that building as right as like, it was like after he gets hit, they find out they're coming off the front lines. Um, But in that moment, he, he goes down and he, uh, he ends up, he ends up wounded and wounded in a pretty, in a pretty bad way. And there's even that moment in the hospital. Yeah. There's even that moment in the hospital where they're, I think it was Popeye who, who was still recovering from getting, from getting shot in the behind back uh, in, in Normandy. Um, I can't believe I got shot in the ass. Um, <laughs> and, uh, 
and, and he he sees Gordon get his third purple heart, and he goes, "You have no shame. You get three, and he only gets one, and he can't even move as his entire head and neck are wrapped up." Yeah. Um, and uh, but you found out something kind of interesting about the story of Lute- of a uh, private life. Yeah. So this is on a Wikipedia thing. So take that with a grain of salt. However, it says in the note of the episode, it says the, the end of the episode they put up you know about uh, private life but the episode ends with an inaccurate statement that Blythe never recovered from his wounds and died in 1948 however he actually recovered and continued to serve in the army until his death in germany as an active duty serviceman in 1967 holding the rank of master sergeant so we'll have to go back and take some research on that but as yeah. we were sitting down to record i was like what's this let's at least mention it that that is fascinating. I wonder what I wonder what source Wikipedia got that from. I, it might be yeah. it might be worth cross checking and seeing where yeah, where that information be. came from. But um, oh, but yeah, I, I mean, I I don't think it's interesting. They may have just had some bad information because I don't think that takes away necessarily from Blythe's story at all. Because I mean, this this is really this is just kind of a one-off character, right? Cause he, yeah. he has this moment and then they say he never recovers. And so he's, he's gone. He has this one episode where he's the main character, kind of like, kinda like hall from episode two, right? He just kind of shows up at the start of the episode. By the end of the episode, he's gone. Um, yeah. Now Blythe isn't gone, gone by the end of the episode, but he's out of the picture. Yeah. Um, it, it's just kind of interesting how they, uh, how that happens. And, uh, and, uh, but I don't think I don't think changing the ending of when he when he died or how he died if it changes his story arc at all. So I don't yeah. know. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it doesn't really change it for me either. I still liked what the character was doing, and I liked the the ending where he actually volunteered. However, you know, we see him end up in the hospital, but it didn't really change his story with even with maybe possible false information at the very end. So, but yeah, I I didn't really care for him either way. So it. I'm happy that he survived, and if he really did survive, survived and became, moved up to the middle, the ranks. So that's that's awesome for him. So that's that's maybe it'd be cool to have him pop back up and band the brothers too. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, there, there's not a band of brothers too, but there. Are, I mean, there's the Pacific, which mm-hmm. is kind of trying to do the same thing with the Pacific Theater. Uh, they're working on coming out with another one mm-hmm. about the about the Air Force. Force it wasn't yeah. the Air Force at the time, but the 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 air yeah. Yeah, uh, right. side of things. But uh, yeah. Um, all right. So we've talked about favorite characters. We talked about. I mean, obviously, we've got a couple LVPs here. Um, who who would you say is your MVP of this episode? Hmm. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna go with Lipton again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because just because he had the where where for all, oh, where for all to uh, say hey, get his people off the streets and uh, you know save as many people as he possibly could. Granted, there's a lot of people that did die in that battle, but at the same time, he he was the first one to notice that something was up, and he alerted people as soon as possible to get the hell out of there. So for yeah. me, yeah, that's where I was really like this Donnie Wahlberg portraying this character. That's probably my favorite Donnie Wahlberg performance uh, that he's that i've seen at least at least in my mind but it's also so fresh because i just watched it a couple days ago so right right and he's mvp for this episode for me if i was based off a character yeah there, there's there there's some interesting ones here um there's not like a clear mvp i mean you could absolutely like you said you could go with winters on every episode 
yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, uh, or at least so far. Um, you, I think I think Spears is kind of a low key MVP because you actually get get to see some of what makes him tick after seeing the legend built up in episode two, and now you get to see a little bit of who yeah. he is and and why he is the way he is. The um, motivational speaker side of him too. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm also going to say, say uh, Talbert is an MVP because I mean, he gets bayoneted and is already back and looking like he's perfectly fine uh, by the, by the end of that. And, and so, uh, I mean, he, he's apparently invincible at this point because <laughs> he recovers pretty quick. Uh, so, uh, so those, those are a couple of them. Um, Guys, the tanks, the tanks showing up is probably one more like, obviously mentioned not mentioning but that the right. ex machina version of the end of the movie or end of the show these tanks randomly show up like oh yeah battle we just we won yeah a little bit right here so i also like uh um lieutenant welch in this one too mm. it, especially the moment when they're trying to take out the german tank he's the one that's like don't fire yet don't fire yet and the the other soldier's like you're gonna get me killed you're gonna get me killed <laughs> And it waits. He waits until the tank is just at the perfect, the perfect arc, so that they can hit the hit the right spot and take it out with the with the round they have. That's a pretty great moment too. Yeah, yeah, good call. All good calls, I think, on this one. No clear cut on this episode. Yeah, I mean, when when your your primary focus of the episode is the LVP by far. Yeah, (laughs) you don't really have a whole lot a whole lot to go with here. So. All right, so uh, we're through three episodes now, and and we'll, when we get to the very end of this, we'll we'll do a full a full episode ranking. But but first three episodes, kind of where are you thinking? Where does this one fall as as favorite, least favorite, in the middle? I mean, those uh, are really the only three options right now. When you only yeah, have three I to rank <laughs> now, this would probably be my favorite. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because I I can I think that there was moments where I liked, even though I didn't care for the character per se, I I got the point of their characters. Because you got to see a little bit of everybody in here. You didn't see one main focus. Uh, yeah, you get the Blythe character, but you see like Winters motivating him, Spears motivated him. Uh, you get to see Lipton shine here as well. We get to see some awesome action that it's actually more focused, I think, as well. Uh, some great little moments and uh, some comedic moments that provide some levity in a pretty pretty bleak you know for the bleak war show so yeah i think this had a little bit of everything that i i personally enjoy here so i was just i'm giving the slight edge over episode one for this one to me okay as of now as of now as of now probably the way i would rank the first three is is exactly the way they are first episode second episode third episode as that's probably how i'd how i'd rank these at this point so all right well I think we've reached the end of episode three here on, on Karen Tan. Uh, let us know what you think. Let us know what you would say is your favorite uh, or least favorite of the, of the series so far. Join the conversation. Uh, send us some comments. Uh, leave, leave a comment on, on the YouTube videos. Um, leave, a, leave a review telling on uh, the, the podcast channel, telling us what your favorites and least favorites are. We'll be checking that as well. Uh, and maybe we'll, uh, we'll read some of those. Uh, as we move forward. But uh, that is the end of episode three. We'll be back at you soon. Looking at episode four. I hope you are enjoying the series or if you've watched it before, you're enjoying, you're enjoying revisiting 
uh, uh, Band of Brothers. So we'll be back at you soon with our next episode. Until then, enjoy. Later. Despite your crass behavior, I'm glad we were able to do this together.